You're listening to the Thrive in Love podcast with me, your dating and relationship coach, Sarah Duff. And every week you'll get the truth about dating, love and relationships and together we will tackle the challenges you face. So if you're ready to thrive in love and you're not afraid to go deep, hear some hard truths and take full responsibility for yourself and your life, then you're ready to listen to this podcast. Hello my friends and welcome back to another episode. Um, I'm so happy to be here. It is Friday afternoon in London. Um, I have six days until I fly to New York. So my main priority is um, getting myself organised. There's so much to think about. Uh, Packing for seven weeks um, and just making sure that I've got everything in order. Um, And then doing my freaking best to not catch COVID. Because um, I always had to have to take a test before I get on my flight on Thursday. So I am masking up. I am trying to avoid busy places, um, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm really just having to do my best to keep me grounded and not go into like panic state. Um, and I shared on my Instagram yesterday, I've come to the conclusion that feeling overwhelmed um, is a choice for me. It's a choice for everyone, I believe, but I can only talk about the perspective that I now have around overwhelm in, in that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I know that it's because there is that kind of part of my mind, the unconscious part of my mind is in a fear and doubt um, state. And the fear that it can try and present me with when I'm in times like this, when I have, you know, a lot to do um, and something big at the end of it, i.e. getting on a flight to New York, is it will try and present me with fears of not having enough time, not going to get everything done and not being able to get on the flight. And so it really presents all of these thoughts that if I decided to pay attention to them, Um, I would go into a state of panic and overwhelm. And this is why, you know, learning how to master your mind and actually, you know, being able to... Obviously, we can't control the thoughts that we have, but we can control how much focus we put on them. And so what helps to not get overwhelmed is to have the knowledge that um, being overwhelmed is a choice and that if you can just shift your attention from the thoughts that are making you feel overwhelmed and shift them into something else. So this is where using affirmations can be helpful. So, you know, for me right now, something like I have more than enough time um, is very helpful. Um, I am safe is always one that I will flip to because inner safety is something that, um, you know, I... I, my, I crave a lot, you know, me being able to create the safety inside of me um, is something that really, really calms me down. And so by not focusing on the thoughts that my unconscious mind wants to feed me about not having enough time and just focusing on the present and the truth, which is I do have enough time, um, what happens is I don't go into a state of overwhelm and I will also change my physical state. So I'll go out for a walk if I need to, if I feel like, you know, I just need to take, um, to change my um, physical state, to change my emotional state. I will just kind of get me, get get outside or dance to a song or something. Um, so that's what's going on with me. Um, I don't even know why I wanted to share that. I just did. I think, actually, I know why, because a couple of weeks ago on one of my group coaching calls, 
one of the wonderful women that was on it was saying that, you know, she was she was feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, when we are presented with doing new things um, or things that feel a little bit, are presenting a story with uncertainty, then the mind's general response is to, is to not like it because it feels unfamiliar. And your mind always craves familiarity. So it will always it will always fight to create something that feels familiar and worrying and going into a state of panic and overwhelm is often the thing that is often the thing that feels the most familiar to us so the mind will always try and get us into that state because that's what it knows and that's where familiarity um, is for it and familiarity equals safety and actually when we break it down and step away from it and look at the truth, we know that that's not true. Um, and again, this is why it's so important to learn how to master your thoughts. And remember that not all of your thoughts are true. Um, anyway, there is no segue into today's episode. So I'm just going to charge on in there. Um, today, I wanted to talk to you about how you can spot a player, 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 um, when we are dating, um, because it can be very confusing. Um, and I think... Sometimes we can kid ourselves that somebody is something that they are not because we want a relationship so much or we want this person to be different. So we kind of charge in and we we kind of shut our eyes a little bit and pretend the stuff that this person is doing or saying is is not happening. Um, and I know from my own experience, I certainly did this. Um, I dated a lot of um, players. Um, And what would happen is in the beginning of meeting someone, I would almost always like identify that I had kind of been here before and that things felt familiar. I would actually have that awareness. Um, But then I would kind of, what's the word I want to use? I would find a way to justify it so that I would ignore everything that was kind of happening and and go forward with dating this guy, um, telling myself, oh, well, this time might be different. This guy seems different. Or finding any tiny little um, slither of something that he's doing that wasn't the same as what had happened with with the last guy and then cling on to that, you know? cling on to the emoji in the text or cling on to you know um the words that he said that made me you know think oh yeah no this guy is different and so what I really want to do today is to to really discuss with you like what signs to to look out for um and if you spot these like don't hang around you know like don't don't allow yourself to just go along with what is happening, um, actually take action and decide that, you know, you are going to walk away from something. Because you, when you are dating, you are not dating to be picked. You are dating to choose someone. So I really want you to get into that mindset because dating from a mindset of, oh yeah, I'm going to choose the person I am with versus oh my God, I need, I need to be picked by someone and then that is the person that I'm going to be with. They are to- two totally different um, mindsets and they will create two totally different experiences for you. So you are not waiting to be picked. You are out there and you are looking to choose someone. 
you know, you will choose each other and that's how it works. So players, what is a player? A player is someone who is dating because, um, well, there's a number of reasons. They're dating because they need validation. They are dating um, because they have some void that they need filling. They are dating because they just want to get laid. Um, They are dating because, you know, going back to them having their own shit. Some some people are just out there to, you know, play games because they have like a, you know, a screwed up relationship um, with females. Players are, you know, wanting to prove to the world what a mighty, what a mighty man they are and the fact that they can get all of these girls to do, to do what they want. Um, players are generally they will have more insecurities than you can than you would really imagine um but regardless of all of that um that's not your concern as to why they are players your concern is well how do I kind of spot if someone is um because also on that a player can also be the way that they are from like unconscious programming that they have that is making them feel like they need to prove or that they have this void. So sometimes people are doing stuff, not not consciously, but because of unconscious programming, you know, but they're just kind of going along with their unconscious programming because they've done none of this work and they are completely unaware of themselves. I hope that makes, I hope that makes sense. Um, but for you, what you need to be looking out for is when you meet someone, you, the first sign that someone could be a player is that they're going to try and rush things along. So, you know, they're not going to be like happy to take things slowly. They'll be wanting to, you know, um, text you all of the time. So communication will go from, say, the app where you are, you know, just connecting for the first time to into your phone. And then what you may find is that someone will then start um, kind of messaging you multiple times a day, the good night texts, the good morning texts, the texts halfway through, texts halfway through the day, like just texting on and off all day. Now, I used to think that this was a sign that somebody just was really into me and that they really, that they really liked me. But I'm going to bring this back to the stages of dating. And this is something key that you need to be focusing on that is really going to help you to not end up in situations with players. So when you very first meet someone and you have just been chatting to them, chatting to them on the app, they are still a stranger to you. You know, you do not know them. They do not know you. And therefore, with a stranger, the communication between the two of you needs to remain at a kind of healthy level for someone who doesn't know you. And what I mean by that is, if someone is feeling like, you know, it is appropriate to wish you good morning, wish you good night, and then text you all during the day, that is a sign that somewhere in their mind, they are trying to push this relationship with you onto a further level than it actually is. So like when you first meet someone, 
you don't go straight into texting them good morning, good night. But oftentimes we go into thinking, oh, that's really nice. They really must, they really must like me, you know? And maybe they do like you. But in the beginning of dating someone, we have to keep it real with what is a healthy level of contact, you know, with with someone. Especially like, because half the time this is happening, you've not even met the person, you know? Why is somebody you've never met wanting to wish you good morning and, and good night, you know? So that's the first thing. Like, when you first are out dating someone... You want to be going from chatting on the app to perhaps exchanging phone numbers. And then I always say to my clients, like, have a phone call with someone, have a FaceTime with someone before you actually go and meet them in person for a few reasons, you know, safety for one. Um, second of all, to see, you know, whether there is a, a connection here um thirdly to see whether they are actually the person you know that they they have presented themselves as on the app but then much beyond that kind of initial phone exchange until you meet them you know you shouldn't be slipping straight into this everyday texting back and back and forth you know and i think sometimes we're like oh well, they just want to get to know us well why don't you just slow down and then you can do it in person and then and then after that you then have a better idea about who this who this person is and somebody who is like serious about being in a relationship with you is going to be totally fine with taking things at a very very slow pace you know they will be happy to have a bit of a chat then meet and then you know you then even then after the first day you don't need to be going into texting back and forth with each other all, all of the time. And if somebody is like in your face, texting, giving you compliments, like all of the things, again, without even really knowing you, then you need to stick what I call as what I refer to as a pink flag in that, because that is a, a definite sign that somebody could be, you know, trying to push this relationship forward too fast um, you know, to maybe try and get what they want out of something or to prove that they can get you to do something. So there, there could be, you know, two, there could be two main things going on behind that kind of behavior. It could be that somebody is just very new to dating and they're a little bit clueless about, you know, what is a healthy, um, pace to set. And at that point, I would encourage you as someone who has awareness of themselves and understands what is a healthy pace in dating and what is kind of, you know, um, healthy behaviour when you're in the initial stages of getting to know someone, I would encourage you to actually set the pace. And if, if the person reacts badly to you wanting to slow things down and you you know, not wanting to text back and forth 24-7, you know, then they are obviously, there is something else going on for them and they are, you know, wanting to push things forward for a different reason, you know. So by you stepping in and saying what your boundaries are, you're almost giving this person, um, I don't like to call things tests, but it kind of is, you are kind of saying to this person, okay, this is my, this is my boundary and this is my request. Um, 
they see how you respond to it. And the response to you wanting to slow things down or you trying to direct things will give you a lot of information about who this person is and, and what their intentions, what their intentions truly are. Okay? So that's the first thing. The first thing to look out for is when somebody is a player, they can have a tendency to want to push things forward really, really fast. And the thing is, like, if if you are someone who has been really looking and for a relationship um, and maybe you find this guy really attractive and, you know, he, he seems to be ticking all of your wish list boxes and you're like, oh, my God, he's so he's so hot. Like, don't let that cloud your judgment. Like, this is why we have to stay so present with ourselves and really know ourselves when we are dating. Because when we don't know ourselves, when we are dating, when we don't know our tendencies, we don't know our patterns, we don't know, you know, um, we don't know how to manage um, ourselves, you know, what happens is we tend to get sucked into people that are just kind of playing games and we go along with it, you know, and I don't want that for you. The second thing that could be a sign that someone is a player is inconsistent behavior. In fact, the only thing that they are consistent in is being inconsistent. So this can look like um, actions and words not not aligning um, or, you know, being really flaky on communication. So maybe they started out doing all of this, you know, good night, good morning, full on, full on texting and then 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 everything then everything changes and maybe they dis- maybe they disappear for a few days and then just like pop up pop, pop back up with no with no kind of explanation or maybe they keep saying yeah let's meet up in person but then it never happens or when they offer and oh my god i fell for this when when they offer to meet you um to meet up for a date they, they, the date is something like, let's go to the cinema or let's go to my house to watch a film or um, let's just, um, you know, grab, I don't know, let's just grab a, a, a takeaway and take it back to my house, you know. If someone, if that is what they are suggesting for the first time that you are meeting, then again, you need to really refer back to the stages of dating, like, is that actually a, a good, healthy thing to be doing with someone on a first date when you have never met them? If is someone who is looking for a serious long-term relationship, you know, if they are serious, and maybe this relationship wouldn't be with you, but if the intent is ultimately to end up with someone in a long-term relationship, you know, is actually asking someone on a first date to go to their house and, and watch a film and Netflix and chill or whatever it is the kids are saying, is, is that actually a sign of, of someone who, who that is their intention, you know? Or is it a sign of someone who, again, is trying to push things forward way too fast, you know? Because realistically, going to somebody's house, you know, it shouldn't... I don't like using the word should, but... It needs to be happening later on. Like, that is not a stage one in dating. That is not a stage one behaviour, you know? So that's the second thing, is that if someone... Well, it's two and three things. If someone is being inconsistent with their behaviour and their words and their actions, the way that they are showing up, if they, if they 
first date that they are trying to arrange with you, or maybe it's like a second date, you know, if, if they're trying to get you to go to the house or, you know, think about what you do with someone when you're, you know, kind of more into the relationship, you know, that's the kind of things you're doing then, not when you have first met someone. And I did this with, mm, I'd say every guy, um, I did this. I, I did. I met the guy. I met someone. I, I met them for a quick coffee and I really fancied them. And I was like, wow, he's so hot. And then he then on our next date was like, well, why don't you just come over to mine? No, it's too soon. I didn't have the awareness that I have now, you know, and I didn't have my sense of self that I have now. So I just went along with it. And of course, he was a player. Of course, he was a player. The next thing to be mindful of is if when you start dating someone, you're like, oh my God, this guy is literally saying everything that I want to hear. That is, again, what I label as another pink flag because sometimes that if if someone seems to be telling you, painting this picture and telling you all of these things that you want to hear about, you know, getting married and and having kids and, you know, the holidays that you will go on together, etc. If they're doing that, and again, you're still in this very, very early stages of dating, then again, it's a pink flag, you know? There's, there, is, there is a difference between you two having a, you know, conversation about what your values and what your relationship vision is and someone just feeding you all of the stuff that you want to hear you know and what I want you to do is I really want you to pay attention to you know what your instincts are telling you about someone because every single time that I have fallen for for this of somebody telling me everything I wanted to hear really early on my instinct my intuition screaming at me saying no if it seems too good to be true it probably is you know and I was right every single time my instinct knew my intuition knew that what this guy was saying was was not genuine and he was literally feeding me lines because he wanted me to trust him he wanted me to um I he wanted me to like fall for him he wanted me to you know be be you know madly in love with him as soon as possible and that kind of comes down to um, a level of someone wanting to see what they can control also um the next thing is that i want you to pay attention to how you are feeling around someone you know so like i said going back to really paying attention to your body and not ignoring feelings that are coming up for you so your body will always tell you, like your nervous system will will always be speaking to you and it is up to you that when you are feeling something, so for example, the big one that people um, tend to hone in on is, you know, is this guy giving me butterflies, yeah? So when you have those feelings in your stomach, you have to do some self-inquiry around, is this feeling right now, is this actually a healthy feeling or is it actually that I'm feeling anxious and uneasy around these people? And I think I've shared this before and I wrote it, I wrote about it on my latest blog on my website is that I used to mistake the butterflies in my stomach, the really intense feelings in my body, the nervousness, the uneasiness, the sweaty palms, like the obsessive thinking. I used to mistake all of that for chemistry and this person being right for me. And actually it was none of that. It was actually 
I was having kind of like a, 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 a nervous system response to this person and what he was trying to tell me was that there, there was there was an uneasiness and an anxiety being caused about how this person was behaving you know so we have to check in with ourselves we can't when we're feeling things our feelings are messages and so we have to get better at not just kind of going with the flow with them and going, oh yeah, well, this must mean that this is all good. We have to actually pause and we have to actually ask ourselves a question, you know, does this feel healthy? You know, does this feel like, um, you know, that this, that this person is, is showing up for me or does it feel like I'm feeling a certain way because this behavior of this person is, is crappy and inconsistent. So we have to kind of check in with ourselves on that, you know, um, and then the last thing that I wanted to bring up before I share kind of a, a kind of condensed process is that I always talk to my clients about there being red flags, pink flags and, and green flags. And one of the main reasons that we have to learn how to date slowly is that we need time to really establish for ourselves the difference between, you know, the red, the pink and the green. And that takes time, you know? Like, you can't tell when you've been on one date with someone. You don't really... You haven't got enough data about that person to know whether they are right for you or or wrong for you. So we have to get better at, you know, really slowing things down and saying, okay, so um, this guy has presented me with this behaviour and although right now I'm not thinking that it's a red flag or it doesn't feel like a red flag, it has triggered something in me or has raised maybe a mild concern for me. So rather than just ignoring it because it's not an actual red flag, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a pink flag in it And a pink flag means that I'm going to come back to it and I'm going to be constantly self-inquiring. I'm going to be constantly asking myself, what questions do I need to ask this person to get more information so that I can actually decide whether, you know, this pink flag that I've seen is actually um, nothing to be concerned about or is it an actual indication of something a little more serious or something that could escalate, you know? And a green flag is then something that somebody is doing, which is a sign that they are open and, and ready to be in a to be in a relationship. And I'm going to record a podcast on specific red, pink and green flags, maybe um, next week, just to go into that on in a bit in a bit more detail. Um, so just really to like uh, summarize what I have spoken about is that. To be able to separate the players from the kind of more quality um, guys out there, three, I think I said three or four things you need to watch out for. Uh, the first one being if, if somebody is trying to rush things and move things along too quickly, if somebody is being inconsistent in their behaviour, if it feels like somebody is just feeding you lines because, you know, it's... it's um, it's what you want to hear. Um, and if you are having strong, big feelings in your body when you are around this person or not around this person, and maybe your thoughts are going a little bit um, haywire and obsessive, then 
you need to take into account that this person may be a player and it is up to you to actually rather than just going along with everything and being like yeah 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 it's fine it's fine I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fine I really fancy him he's got a good job like all of that um it's fine is to actually question it you know not just go along with it not ignore it actually get better at coming back to your coming back to you know the stages of dating and asking is what he is saying is what he is doing are they kind of aligned with where we are in this relationship? Does he know me well enough to be um, texting me 24-7? Not that I ever think that's a healthy, you know, a healthy communication style in any relationship. You, if you always have that need to be in contact with each other, but that's a, that's a subject for another podcast. Um, and, and quality guys, so people that are, you know, ready for a relationship people that kind of are not game players are emotionally available who are looking for a relationship they are not going to be trying to rush things or feeding you lines you know and they will be happy to take things as slowly as you want to take them but it sometimes will take you saying no I want to slow things down you know this is the pace that I want to take things at and if someone isn't happy with that then you know you've kind of managed to weed out someone that wasn't right for you in the first place so for you what you need to do is create your own process around okay what what is my dating process going to be so that I um I am not ending up just with players you know or I can I can really be aware of when somebody is um not on the same page as me you know so the first thing is date slowly like I cannot stress this enough there is no time limit on when you will meet someone you know and I think especially as women who may be in our 40s or anyone in their 40s um specifically we have kind of, or actually anyone, I'm not just even going to put it on people in their um, 40s, we put this weird, like, time-specific um, limit on, on when things, or expectation on when things need to have happened by. And when we have that, what happens is we will dare, and we might be the ones that are wanting to push things along. So, when somebody is then willing to do that, we will just go with it and then we will just ignore red flags, you know? Like, we'll not see that they're a player because to us, we're just like, yeah, somebody that wants to move at the same pace as me, this is great. I just want to get in a relationship because I'm at this age and this is what needs to happen. But no, slow it down, you know? Remove that self-imposed time um, expectation, you know? So date slowly, Take it as slow as you as you like, you know. When you are beginning to date someone, don't be going to the house on the first or the second date. No, slow it down. So be going out and going to coffee and going to restaurants, going for walks in the park, okay? And on that same thread, like, don't sleep with someone, like, quickly. Really take your time with it 
because things will always shift when you have started to add sex into the equation. And the thing is, by holding back and, and not jumping into bed with someone, what will happen is someone that is a player, you know, generally they will drop off because they don't want to have to work for it, you know. So don't sleep with someone too soon. Like somebody to get into bed with, with you, somebody really needs to have earned that, you know. Somebody needs to have earned your your trust because that is something, you know, that is something special, that, that level of intimacy that you are giving to someone. So don't give it away too, too soon. And the people or the person that is truly committed to working on being in a relationship with you, they will hang on, you know. And if someone doesn't, well, they weren't meant for you, you know, and maybe they had a different motive to you know being with you um pay attention to your body so make sure on every single day you go on that you are checking in with yourself and I will always suggest doing a pre and post dating um ritual and reflection you know to really check in with yourself about what was happening for you so that you don't kind of overlook things that have been happening um and then Finally, you know, just to really hammer this home, which is to please just date somebody slowly. Like, there's no rush here. I know you might feel like you're in a rush, but you're really not. And you really want to get to know someone. Um, oh, that wasn't the final one. The final one is trust your instinct. So don't ignore those little, that little voice or those little voices inside of you saying, ah, this guy's not right or, oh you know, he's doing that, he's doing the exact same thing as the last guy that you went out with. Do you need to, do you need to look at that? Don't ignore that voice, listen to it and don't ignore your feelings, you know, listen to them, see what it is that they're trying to, trying to tell you, you know. Okay, I hope that this has been helpful. Um, It's a little longer, I think, than I was intending. Um, So, um, yeah, I just hope it has helped you in some way. I'm going to be holding a, a three, two or three day workshop coming workshop workshop coming soon on self love and inner child healing. And um, so look out for details of that coming your way very very soon. Um, don't forget you can join my free Facebook group um, where I'm going to be starting to be a bit more active and do lives and stuff in there. So you can join that in the um, show notes. Um, And I think that's it. So I will speak to you soon, my friend. Have a glorious day. Remember, take it slowly. um, And I will see you, see you, see you, speak to you on the next episode. Okay, bye for now.